take the spotlight off of you. Oh, I'm too busy. I'm not a good enough writer. Who am I to write a book? All that head trash that a lot of folks have, you know, nothing happens. So if you get the spotlight off of you and all the challenges you have and put it onto your intended reader and say, listen, I have to help this person. I have to serve this reader. I think that mind shift can help you keep it moving forward. How do you grow and scale your business while avoiding entrepreneur poverty? Hi, I'm Buzz and I've spent over 20 years marketing for entrepreneurs just like you. I've learned there's no one secret to success, but a series of strategies to help business owners scale at will. On this podcast, we uncover invaluable insights that successful entrepreneurs and industry experts use to profitably scale businesses. Welcome to You Are Buzzworthy. Have you ever noticed over the last few years that there are a lot of new authors popping up everywhere? There are a couple of reasons for this. And the main one in my mind is that we've democratized authorship through platforms like Kindle Direct Publishing and other publishing platforms. It has never been easier to publish a book. The biggest hurdle now is writing a book. So the question then becomes, why should a business owner write a book? Should you write a book for your brand? Well, that's the question we're going to dive into today. And to help with that is my friend, Mike Capuzzi. Mike has authored 19 books, including two international Amazon number one bestsellers, The 100-Page Book, and The Magic of Short Books. And he's going to share some tips, wisdom, and insights on why and how to write and leverage a nonfiction book for your business. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, Buzz. Thank you very much. I appreciate this opportunity. Yeah. Well, you know, I was on your show. Yeah. Was it early last year after I published my book? And before we even talked, you figured out that I had used your 100-page book formula to write my book, <laughs> yeah. which was awesome. Like I followed directions very well. So it was, it made it a lot easier. Yeah, I don't even recall, Buzz, how that even transpired. But yeah, it, I love meeting people that have taken what I've shared and actually have done something with it, which you did, and you did it quite nicely and hopefully Thank you. profitably. So yeah, uh, I had you on It works. Podcast. I mean, the thing is this, is like people don't realize writing books, like even nonfiction, there are formulas to writing nonfiction and there are formulas to telling stories. So if you understand the science behind the art, mm-hmm. art becomes extremely easy comparatively. Right. If you don't know what you're going into, yeah, you're going to fumble around and you're going to write a bunch of stuff and it just becomes this time suck. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, because yeah. I was in there like, well, how am I going to write this? And, and so I went on to Amazon for on my Kindle and, and I started looking at like how to write a book and there's hundreds of books out there. But then I ran across the 100 page book. I'm like, I like the 100 page book idea because the rule of 26 actually started out as a white paper. Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, no, 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 you need to write a book. I'm like, I don't think I want to write 250 pages on this topic, right? <laughs> and so you coin it as shook, correct? A shook, have you, yep. Have you, have you trademarked that yet? Is that? <laughs> uh, not registered it, but we do put a little TM, but it, and that stands for short, helpful book. Nice. There you go. And I love that. And so, yes, I am a follower of the 100-page book. That's why I wanted to bring you on. So really, the first question we have to answer, though, is why 
should somebody that owns a business or has a personal brand write a book? Well, it's a great question. We could probably just focus on that question for the entire episode (laughs) because there's a lot of nuances, Buzz. The biggest reason why, in my opinion, is that for any business owner, any entrepreneur, even a corporate executive, it's not getting easier, right? Getting your message out there, differentiating yourself, your business, your services, your products, it's not getting easier. Even though we have all these ways of doing it these days, there's so much competition, there's so much noise. So by being a published book author, it's a proven strategy. It's been around for well over 100 years, business owners using books to market themselves, where it allows you to rise above that noise buzz. Um, Mm -hmm. It it allows you to differentiate yourself. If you're a local business owner, a local insurance agent, physician, chiropractor, whatever it might be, dentist, chances are your competition has not written a book. So right right, right from the get-go, it gives you a differentiation point. Plus, it also, the book itself gives you the opportunity to let folks, you know, learn more about you, understand more where you're coming from, your philosophies and stuff like that through the book, and uh, really get to know you in a different way that does not come across as selling. So Mm. books are a proven strategy. They're not going away anytime soon. You're 100% right. Things like Amazon have made it easier, but, you know, it still doesn't mean uh, that everyone's doing it, and uh, it gives the smart business owner a real a leg up on the competition. Yeah, there are a lot of reasons why, you know, like, I mean, you're just touching the tip of the iceberg, but maybe it would be beneficial for listeners who are here. Maybe is there any a time that we shouldn't look at writing a book for our business? Have you ever run into that? Uh, if you don't help people, if you're okay. a scam artist. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I always say, Buzz, If you are in the business of helping people, others, Mm -hmm. most of us are in some capacity, whether it's through a service or a product, coaching, consulting, whatever it might be, Mm -hmm. then there's a high probability that writing and publishing a book, and I think a short book is an ideal first book, especially, uh, makes a lot of sense. So no, I mean, maybe if you're in a very transaction, like I've I've always joked, like I haven't helped a pizza shop owner write a book. (laughs) I can still make the case for a pizza shop owner writing a book. Right, um, right. I, I, I have three, three ideas for a pizza shop owner to how to write a book on that. Yes, I, got, <laughs> so, I don't know how many pizzas they would sell from it, but it would definitely bring some attention to them. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes it's just about getting exposure, sometimes media exposure. So yeah, there, there could be definitely some good reasons why. Yes, definitely. So, so if you're a dentist or something that is maybe a, just a commonplace service, right? A painter, you know, like mm-hmm. a painter writing a book, like, why would I write a book? Or how would I write a book? Or what would I write about, right? And I think that people overthink. Yeah, I know I did. It took me decades to write a book. And I had people bugging me like, Buzz, when are you writing a book? I'm like, why would you want me to write a book? He's like, you just need to write a book. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, well, when I come up with a reason to write a book, and really the rule of 26 was there was a reason behind it and it really got launched me into it. And then once I did that, and then I'm like, shoot, I've got like seven more books in my brain. I gotta get out. Right? <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> so it's like getting the first one out and not worrying about whether or not it's the next bestseller. You know, I got lucky, really lucky with mine. It did become a bestseller and it's helped me tremendously in my business because it gives me something to talk about. But when you're talking about something that is almost every day, you know, commonplace, you know, like a painter or a dentist, how do you suggest they approach 
the subject? Yeah, it's a great question. And you have to understand there are different types of books for different purposes, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to make a worldwide impact, you need a pretty big idea, something revolutionary, something that's going to change the world. That's not necessarily what you and I are talking about today. I mean, I have even yet to do that myself, (laughs) though I have some ideas, but I just haven't done it. For example, the local business owner idea, it's not about necessarily, so that kind of book, uh, we're not talking memoirs or anything like that. Mm -hmm, So it's, mm -hmm. this is a type of book mainly used for a couple different reasons to differentiate yourself for lead generation, for media exposure, for getting on podcasts, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And in that respect, Buzz, it should be a book that's focused on what you do that you can describe it in a unique way. So yes, you're right. Most dentists do the same thing, though I've worked with several dentists over the years, and we can typically find something that's unique about their approach, about their philosophy, the kind of patients they're trying to attract. So that's what you craft your short book around. What makes you unique? What is your special sauce? I mean, your, your Rule 26 is a special sauce. It's unique to you. That's really what we would advise our clients to figure out is what they're doing that we can describe in a different way, in a new way that uh, really differentiates themselves. And I think it's important when we say new way or a different way that we're only talking the one degree difference. Mm, You know, so many people overcomplicate this process. I have a friend who is a digital marketer and he owns a firm in Oregon and he just wrote a book called Marketing Sucks. And, and he's a marketer, which is awesome. And I have actually, we had him on the show, Jake Pulitz. And when we talked about it, it was like, oh, I'm interesting. I like how he's approaching this mm-hmm. is very contrary, mm-hmm. right? And so sometimes that's all it is, is like basically breaking myths. Yep. Not necessarily a brand new framework like I have with the rule of 26. He's just basically saying, hey, listen, working with marketing companies can suck. And so he wrote a book about how it cannot suck. <laughs> and so that's, that's an easy way of doing it. And it catch, catches people's attention. He's a marketer and stuff like that. But I mean, having a book for a dentist, for if I was going to do it, if I was a dentist, it'd be like the 10 myths of your, the dentist or maybe 10 lies your dentist won't uh, admit to or something. I don't know. Something that makes you read it because you want to understand it. Well, let me give an example. Actually, from a dentist, I'm looking over to my left shoulder here to my client library. Uh, One of the first dentists I work with, Buzz, he wrote a shook, and the title was, Are Your Teeth Toxic? (laughs) I love it. That's a great one. He was a holistic biological dentist that did not use fluoride, mercury, all the stuff that a lot of dentists still use these days, which are Mm -hmm. toxic to individuals. Mm -hmm. It's the contrarian approach right? Mm-hmm. He took it. He did very well with it. But yeah, the title was right on the cover. Are your teeth toxic? So mm. to your point of, you know, sometimes the contrarian way is the way to get attention and, and really attract, in his case, the certain type of patient that he was looking for. Right. I love it. And so I know that if you ever read books on writing books, they always say, don't write your title till the end. For me, I'm dyslexic. I have to write the title because it gives me the direction. Now, it's a working title. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the book, Mm -hmm. it will probably change. But just having something like that, when you apply a framework like the 100-page book that you wrote, it made it so much easier to write it. The outline just wrote itself, and then I just had to fill in the blanks. Right. So it's a great way to approach it is to give yourself a working title. 
and then go from there. See where it takes you, yes. right? And the nice thing about a shook is that it's short. So if you get halfway through, you're only 50 pages of writing through to make any changes, right? I now know that if I had to rewrite my book, which I have to revise it at some point, I'll sh actually shift the chapters of what I have, mm -hmm. the order that I mm -hmm. write about the Rule 26. So are there any other approaches like I just brought up that would help people at least get past a blank page? I love hearing it because you're coming from a place of experience because when we work with clients, coming up with that working title in the beginning of the process is part of it. And you're right, it's a working title, it may evolve, but it does allow you to kind of imprint in your brain because as you well know, Buzz, when you're writing a book, it's on your mind all the time. Weekends, nights, mornings, you know, you get a creative burst of energy, you see something like, oh, I gotta put that in my book. So it's there and having that subtle, subliminal thought process that I'm writing this book, the 100 page book, for example, it does help guide you, it keeps you kind of looking out. I think another key strategy, Buzz, is who is your ideal reader? And as you and I both know, it's not everybody. You right. are looking for specific patients, clients, customers, whatever it is in your business, students, and you want to attract more of the ideal profile. So you want to write your book to that individual reader who you're trying to target. So I think really dialing in the who is critically important. It, it is our first step in the process of you know working with someone to develop a shook. Definitely. So once we have this book, right? Like say you had the first draft, is there a process? I, I don't remember because it's been now a year, almost a year and a half since I wrote my book. Was there a process of like getting it edited? Or is that something that's really important? Should people spend a lot of money on that on a shook? I do not believe so. So in the publishing book writing world, there is editing. Edit, mm -hmm. Editor does that. And then there's copy editing, which a copy mm -hmm. editor does. And the difference is important. Editing is typically what like a mainstream publisher is going to do. That's why it takes a year or two to, if you work with a traditional publisher, it takes at least a year because the editor is telling you, really, they're guiding your book. And if they don't like the title that you come up with or the flow, their so-called expertise is going to dictate the path because the publisher is uh, paying for that and that the publishers, you know, it's their, essentially their book. Right. Whereas when you're self-publishing, you're, you're in total control. And what we recommend, what we do for our clients is copy editing, which is really just grammar. Yes, a, a little bit of flow, but it's not changing. Like, you know, a copy editor buzz wouldn't say, hey, you know, the rule of 26 is really dumb. It should be the rule of 24. An editor would do that. Like these last <laughs> right, two, yeah. you don't need to include those. Right. A copy editor is not going to do that. They're just going to make sure the language, the grammar, does it make sense, et cetera. So yes, you definitely want to have a copy edited. And if you listen to my podcast where I interview and read you, obviously, and then other nonfiction book authors, those that work with an editor, I'd say eight times out of 10 uh, have expressed how exasperating it is. So 20% really enjoyed the process that made the book better. I'd say 80%, more than half, felt like it derailed, it elongated the process. So it's really what's up to you, but I don't think editing is necessary for the kind of books we're talking about. I remember when I sent my book to my dad for the first rough read. He's got a PhD, he's written a lot of stuff you know, over the years and whatnot. And so 
that was a little bit of like, oh crap, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> you send it to, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I actually had two family members who have really good background in making sure grammar and, and sentence flows and, and all that kind of stuff. So I did go through two of those mm-hmm. and cost me zero dollars. So it was really nice and lots of thank yous. You know, I, I definitely appreciated their, their help with it because I write like I talk mm-hmm. and that doesn't always translate to good grammar. So we have to go back and make sure that that all those check marks get marked off because you don't want to come off as an amateur no right but it doesn't mean you need to be a prolific writer to write either right Mm-mm. No, right? and listen, the big word of warning, Buzz, people can obsess over this. There's no such thing as a perfect book. I don't care if you're working with a big time publisher or you're mm-hmm. working in Microsoft Word and doing your own thing. It'll never be perfect. And don't worry about that. You can always refine it, clean it up, get it out there. Because if you never get the book out there, if you just obsess for that perfect book before you can release it and publish it, mm-hmm. then it's not going to do what it's supposed to do, which is help people. Right. So um, don't be intentionally crappy, but right. don't obsess over this perfection, which will never be achieved. Right. And shoot, we do that with uh, websites. People will obsess over every pixel of a website. And it's like, there's no such thing as a perfect website. And an imperfect website launched will do you 100% more than a non-launched website, period of story, right? And that goes right to your point. So what are the first steps to getting started with writing your first book? Well, you got to get your goals clear, you know, really get clear on your goals. Are you trying to be a world-changing author? Are you trying to be what we typically say is five-mile famous? I want to be the dentist in my town that's known for this procedure, whatever it might be. So it's really getting clear on your goals. Why do you want to do this for yourself? Then getting clear on your goals for your readers. What do you want them to do? And as you well know, because you've been through our process or you've seen our, our formula, the kind of books that we publish for clients, they're direct response marketing books, which is my background, mm. which means they are books that are meant to guide those readers that want more from you to what we call the next step. Mm-hmm. So they are really sales tools. They're marketing tools. They are meant to connect you, the author, with those readers who want more from you. And mm-hmm. that's a, a big difference with you know the kind of books that we publish. So you know we're not embarrassed or we don't hide behind that. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you can't sell in a book. You can't market a book. Well, not our book. Yeah, you can. <laughs> it needs to be balanced. You've got to have yeah. the helpful content. You've got to make it easy to read. But there's always a percentage of readers who are going to want more from you. And if you don't give them those clear pathways, Buzz, Mm-hmm. It, you, you're not helping them and you're not helping your own business. Exactly. I think that the biggest thing is a lot of people, they, they're worried that the author is going to give them everything except the keystone thing that brings it all together, right? And makes it actually work. And so for if you're a consultant, my personal philosophy is give them everything so they can do it on their own. Because 99% of them are going to try to do it on their own, you know, minus your dentist and stuff like that. That definitely, you know, you're writing to a particular type of person who just needs to understand why that procedure is for them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they're getting all of that information. But for a consultant that is helping somebody get to another place, sometimes we just need the book. Right. Like I just needed the 100 page book. Other people are going to need Mike Capuzzi to Mm -hmm. get them through the process. Other people are going to need Mike Capuzzi to get them past. Okay, I wrote the book. Now what? Right. That type of thing. I help some of my clients understand the process of writing a book. It's like, <laughs> it's like just understanding that alone can be enough, right? So I really want to understand, or I want my listeners to understand, is whether 
they decide to write it on their own, use somebody like you, is there that one thing that they got to keep in the back of their mind through the process that will get them from A to B? Because I hear a lot of people get started and never finish. Yeah. Again, great question. Here's what I would say to that, Buzz. Your book will help people. It will only help people if it's out of your head and out in the marketplace. So that doesn't mean out of your head and in a box in your closet, which unfortunately, a lot of self-published authors, it happens, right? They think the goal is writing the book and "Ah, I'm done. And then they forget you got to promote it and market it and use it consistently, persistently. I always say this to clients that have this sort of head trash. Take the spotlight off of you. Oh, I'm too busy. I'm not a good enough writer. Who am I to write a book? All that head trash that a lot of folks have, you know, nothing happens. So if you get the spotlight off of you and all the challenges you have and put it onto your intended reader and say, listen, I have to help this person. I have to serve this reader. I think that mind shift can help you keep it moving forward. Don't worry about yourself. Yes, we're all busy. Think about the readers you're going to help. And it only works when the book is done. jazzed about writing their first book for their business. I'm telling you what right now, it has changed my life and I it's only been 18 months since I wrote my first book. We want to help you out here. Mike is giving away three of his books. Just go to mikecapuzzi.com slash magic. Check out the link in the show notes to make sure that you can cash in on all three of those books. And until next time, stay buzzworthy. <laughs>